You ready to go? I was born ready. Locked and loaded as usual. I think I was nurtured ready. You were nurtured ready? (laughs) Hello and welcome to the Underpowered Podcast, where our powers may be low, but we are leveling up through video games. I'm Shelby Stokes, and on the cast today we have Casey Cool. What up? And Sean Poole. Well, I'm not supposed to introduce myself. And Sean Poole. (laughs) Nicely done. Yeah, how are you guys doing today? Make it through the day all right? I'm doing all right, you know, trying to survive the day to day. I did get out, got a seven mile run in, felt pretty good about myself. You did, you did show miles? your son the super moon? My wife told him the moon was going to be pink and then you can't see the pink. <laughs> it was this whole mess and she doesn't know a lot about astronomy, so I don't know why she was. Uh, I love my wife, but that was one that really grinded my gears tonight. But I think Shelby <laughs> might have had it worse with his children this week. I mean, so I'm looking at the moon right now, and I see no pink in the moon. But <laughs> what happened earlier today, and what Casey is referring to, is that we were in my daughter's room in our home, and we have a lock facing in, because we're horrible parents, in case you're wondering. Um, <laughs> but when our kid goes to sleep, sometimes she would pop out and come running out. So we put a lock on the other side of her door. We have a baby monitor, so we can hear her, right? Well, we're all in the room, and she hits the lock and then slams it shut. And we had no way of getting out of the room. <laughs> it was a great, it was great. It was like playing one of those escape games on your computer, except there was no winning. So how'd you get out of it? <laughs> um, I'm well, guessing by the missing arm, you sawed. You, it, she basically, your daughter's jigsaw. No, even worse. Mi- so arm. like I pull a painting off of her wall and there's like one oh. of those little finishing nails in there. So I'm like, okay, if I can like put this into the, into the door, it'll uh, pop it open. Right. Cause there's a little, uh, pinhole. Oh, yeah. So I like I go to push it in, and the nail's not long enough. So I just drop the nail <laughs> into the door handle. So now it's just like <laughs> rattling in there forever. It's never coming out. Second best option I had was one of those tooth flossers. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I had one of those in my pocket. Was not long enough. Could not get it. No. In. <laughs> so about ten minutes into this, I'm like, okay, we got to call our neighbor. We got to surrender. Now that my neighbor cop knows that we have been neglecting our children, I'm guessing CPS is being called at <laughs> locking them in the in the room at night. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah, a nail will work. Like that. There's no way that's long enough. That was. I don't know. No. Yeah. Shot. MacGyver over here. You obviously <laughs> needed some gum and a shoestring. You did not think this through, dude. No, I grabbed my daughter's backpack and I go, I know how to do this, and I just dumped it upside down on the floor just to inventory everything. <laughs> okay. What Video games have trained me for my whole life for this you got moment. Got a crayon and a pencil. Beautiful thing. Wow. Yeah. I also but you're took, free now, and free. you know never to trust your daughter outside. <laughs> of the room <laughs> while you're in it that's right that's right yeah so it's all good we made it out living the dream now living the dream i also took some inspiration from you sean i think we talked off mic about you thatching a yard so me and our yeah. wife tried to thatch a yard this weekend by rake okay oh that's that? yeah we used a machine because our yard's pretty large but yeah by hand it's no no, just the mess it makes in the cleanup is even just terrible on its own. But the thatching by hand has got to be bad. Today, I actually aerated the whole yard, but that's Whoa. a lot easier 
and it, I think I explained this last week, but aeration was a little bit different than like rototilling. I think Casey was thinking of rototilling, but aerating, it looks like a bunch <laughs> of fingers underneath and they each punch in the ground. They have holes and they just like spit up. If you've ever seen someone's yard that has little like dirt turds all over it, that's aerating. So what it is, is it like punches a bunch of holes in the grass to make it so water and air and seeds when you're going to reseed go get in the ground better and makes your grass grow really pretty. So tomorrow we get to lay down compost and maybe some grass seed. So that's been my life. Nice. Yeah, lay down. I have something to add. Afternoon delight. <laughs> the song? The song and the meaning. Both. Both. <laughs> Were you thinking of like grass turds and then it led you to this? No, when you said lay down, that led oh. me to this. Oh. I mean, I no, I wouldn't wouldn't say no. Like I'm not not interested. You know what I mean? <laughs> Right. I mean, you're a parent, bro. You got to get it in when you can, you know, like the kids are napping. Come on. It's been a while. Let's just knock off the cobwebs. So I'm in a good mood today. I'll leave it at that. But oh, there you go. I love there it. There you go. All I'm uh, thinking about is Anchorman and us starting a barbershop quartet and just <laughs> afternoon delight. What? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Very good. I got in some video games. Uh, and yeah, I think you yeah. got some video games in too, right? Yes, mm-hmm. sir. Sean, you started with a really new hot PC game. I saw all over on Twitch this hot. weekend. Hot. It's on fire. It's crackling. Uh, yeah, I, I started playing a bunch of, let's see how many hours I have in it while we are here. But I started playing Mountain Blade 2, War or Bannerlord. I want to call it Warband, but that's the old one. Bannerlord. I have 20 hours in it since bad. it came out this last week. That game, for anyone that doesn't know, is like the third or fourth game in the series, even though it's called number two. There's been a bunch of other kind of like spin-off expansion, not expansions, but like spin-off ones for a while. But yeah, it's like a it's a war game where you're kind of like you start off usually as like one dude by himself and you basically assemble like a band of raiders and bandits and brigands and then eventually you have like a real army you end up having fight you go there's an overhead map where you can see your little character moving around kind of like an old jrpgs and stuff if you see like you see like an enemy moving around and if you run into him it starts basically a battle it starts like a real time kind of everyone in a row you're the leader you can tell your people to charge forward or whatever and you have like your you have your archers your infantry your horsemen whatever you can control them all individually depending on how like convoluted you want to get. But you're also in there. And so you tell everyone to charge and you go fight these other groups of people. And eventually, if you don't get killed or captured, whatnot, you eventually get a bigger and bigger army. You get more better weapons and horses. And I play like a style where I have like a lance, basically. And I run around and just lance peasants in every battle. And it's an RPG. So you get you gain skill ups and things and you can get better at like charming or you can be more like a rogue. It's a very open whatever you want to do kind of thing. Like you can join you can create your own faction in your own kingdom and take over castles and like take over cities or you can join one that already exists or in like the old games you could restore like a fallen emperor or something like that. But Mm -hmm. there's a bunch of different factions. They all kind of have different specialties like the people I joined are called the Batanians, and they're like Scots. They're like Scotsmen. They, so they're all about like kilts and two-handed weapons. There's another faction who are like the Huns, kind of like they're horse archers. Or there's another faction that is more like English, where they're like medieval knights or like an empire. There's a bunch of different factions. We're currently at war with the Vikings. My my faction actually like grew and spread way out, and but they reached too deep. And then they were at war with everyone, and they got down to like two cities from like eight or nine. It's really fun if you like just kind of combat and 
you know, if you like games like or the oh, Chivalry, if you remember those games that were pretty hot for a little while where they're like medieval games where it's like you and like a group of like 20 or 30 people that are like sieging or trying to take points and stuff. This is kind of like that, but more derpy. It's early access right now, so it's still a little derpy, but it's got a good foundation right there and they're just going to be adding more and more content. I'm excited. I'm having fun with it. Nice. Working on making my own faction. I looked at it, it kind of had, when you can do the short battles, you kind of control your character, a little bit of a Dynasty Warrior vibe, not like yeah. flashy. Yeah, you're kind, of a, you're kind of a god compared to most of the other people. It's not like quite Dynasty Warriors where you're like killing like 10 people in a swing sometimes right. or stuff, but you are like running through and if you have, especially when you get like better and better tiers of weapons or armor and stuff you can kill like with my lance i can like one shot people if i hit them in the chest or the head or you can ride around and do like you know with a crossbow and shoot people and kill them easy that way or or whatnot you can spec out characters too right like with engineering intelligence there's like a skill tree yes so the like there it is very rpg heavy where you can level up your charm for instance and you can convince people to like for right now right now i just succeeded in getting engaged to a royal like a royal woman's so I can have an alliance with her family or something like that. But it, it took like a mini game where I had to like, if you have a percent chance, it tells you what the chance is of, of being successful. And you have to do that like two or three times. And eventually if you succeed every time, she's like, yeah, I'm interested. If you fail, she's like, no, I'm not interested ever, <laughs> ever again. So the first woman I tried to seduce cock blocked me and was like, no, I'm not interested. So this, this girl's better anyways. Much like real life. But yes, there are skill trees. There's like pole arm, one-handed, two-handed. There's riding skills. There's a skill called scouting that lets you see enemies further away a bunch of like old school kind of rpg stuff that is overly complicated i would argue versus mm. most rpgs nowadays most rpgs distill down like your skill trees and stuff and this one you could be like a, a siege engine expert that just builds really cool siege stuff our friend we have a friend named sean conway he's been playing as like charm and leadership only he has no real combat skills so whenever he's in duels or in a tournament because there are like lance tournaments oh, or cool. stuff like jousting and stuff like that um whenever he's in a tournament he does terribly because he has no weapon skills but his army and stuff is better and he can like convince people to do stuff for him or intimidate people whereas me i can actually like win those tournaments more so right because of how you specced out because i'm more balanced um you can double cross to your factions right so you can marry this woman and then go kill her father right yes and you can actually convince people from other factions to join your faction i've been trying to do that but they're all like go talk to my dad he's the leader of our family i'm like you're bitch yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like do what you want for one so you can't so you can actually join a faction as a mercenary so i did that at mm-hmm. first and they would pay me for every enemy army of theirs that i would kill and stuff and it's funny because you roll you you roll up with like your 48 or 70 people and you're like we're gonna fight you and they're like but we don't want to fight you i'm like surrender or die and then we go to war and i take all their stuff and their horses and get a bunch of money and then i you imprison them imprison their leaders and then you can ransom them or whatever and just make money off hand over fist if you play it right but you can also get screwed over and become you get captured by bandits or enemies and then you have nothing oh that's crazy you can also you can convert them to be in your militia too correct right like if you capture them you can make them join you yes and if sometimes from enemy armies you can just get troops straight straight across so they'll just join your faction but a lot of times they're mostly prisoners and you can if you keep them in your army or like along with your army for long enough, you can, they'll eventually, after a certain amount of time, depending on what tier or what 
how badass they are, basically, eventually they will be willing to join your army too. So you can get like bandit leaders or like like a gallant knight, like a really awesome gallant knight. Or you can get peasants. Peasants take like a day to recruit, whereas like a knight is going to take you probably a week or two at least of like breaking down their will to, <laughs> to be like, yeah, we're good guys. Come on, join us. Um, or you can just sell them off and make a bunch of money. Can you convert their classes at all? No, not really. Not this point. In previous games, you used to be able to like kind of change their gear, I believe. But you do have companions with you. I think you can have up to four companions, which are like more rather than just generic kind of troops. They're like named people that are they're called wanderers in the game. Mm-hmm. And they usually have kind of specialties. Like I have a healer in mine who helps my army heal over time as I'm like on the map. And then I have a like war warrior kind of dude. And his stats are like maxed out which I don't, I think that's more for early access or when it releases. Cause in the old games you would level them up and you could kind of specialize them kind of how you wanted. So you could have a dude that is really good at healing or whatever. I don't own a castle or a jail. I don't, I'm working on that right now. So oh, I think yeah. once you, once you own like a faction or a castle or things, you have even, you gain more and more power of things you can do. So I'm sure if you have prisoners or stuff, you can probably do execute yeah. and stuff. So mm-hmm. when is it an, fully release or when is the actual release i don't know I, f- I think it's one of those games where it's like 2020 release i think even the beta or the early access was kind of surprised that it was coming out so soon but yeah i don't know when the full release actually comes out so you have it forever though right like it's you have yes. the game yeah yeah because you got it on it early you playing anything else no i don't think i played anything else for the last week Mm-hmm. Last, I think I was playing Ori a little bit before I got this, and I was playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey before I got this. And I keep being like, well, maybe I want to go back to them, but then I'm like, oh, but more burning and pillaging and you know, <laughs> getting rich, and I want to make my own faction so I can be a king. Right. So is this is that game completely online, or is there any campaign like single player? No, it's all it's all single player for the most part. There oh, is gotcha. a multiplayer aspect to it, but the main campaign is all offline. It's all single player. The the multiplayer part is kind of like, I think if it's like it was in the past, which I haven't really delved into, and it looks like it's this way, there's kind of pitched battles of you and your friends. Like it's custom maps, basically, where you drop in and it's like 5v5. Like Mountain Blade had a really big, like Revolutionary War and like some other kind of like old school mod, fa- like community that kind of formed underneath it. The old, old Mountain Blades. Where, so people would line up and like recreate basically like old, uh, battles from when there was like mount, like muskets, basically. So people will line up, and you have like a, a a real. These are all real people, like a commander or whatever that's telling you, like everyone about face, you know, load and hold fire. And people would line up, and they do like these recreation stuff. It's actually pretty funny. It's more like a custom map that you get dropped into for the multiplayer side, and you can kind of play custom map. Wow. But yeah, it's, it's I'm I'm like amazed how many systems there are like in this game yes it's amazing it's kind of uh it's kind of like if you know what the arma games are if you know mm-hmm. like arma 3 or stuff it's basically like arma but medieval kind of where it's just like that kind of open you can do you can recreate and do kind of whatever you want it's just got that kind of medieval slash fantasy aspect of it to it Put on casey you've been playing anything i got some serious gaming done as you know, I'm getting the 20. I was doing the math because it came out when I was 12. I'm 34. So I'm getting that 22 year <laughs> monkey off my back. I'm at the Water Temple, got into it. 
uh, did that ice cavern. It wasn't as bad as you thought it was going to be? So far, no, but I am just got into the water temple. I stopped because I'm mentally preparing myself for every, how bad everyone says it is. But I've also heard the light and shadow templar. I think they changed it a little bit on the 3DS version too. Uh, it made it a little bit more palatable for some reason. It, it's weird. And Shelby kind of warned me about this. You know, like I love Breath of the Wild and I love Wind Waker. And so going back to this, it, it, the story is really great. And if I think about the time frame when the game was made, it is very impactful to how games moved on in storytelling mm-hmm. and, and action. But there's like little things, and it could be because of the 3DS original run. Like if I had a new 3DS with a second analog, I could probably change the camera a lot easier. I uh, like have to do some really tricky, like, oh, let me lock on or let me look with my hook shot to change my camera angle, which can get annoying, but I've just kind of accepted it as old school jank. And I'm, I'm enjoying it. I, I'm going through it pretty quick. So I got that one coming off my bath. I am about one quest away from beating Dragon Quest Eleven. Yeah, I punched out all the side quests. But the game that I tried this week that I want to talk about, and I've talked about, I know Sean, one of his favorite all-time games, and one we bond over because like, I was one of the few people. I'm like, I know that game. It's Secret of Evermore. And yeah. It, it's from the in it's in the vein of Secret of Mana, Second Death Suit 3. So Trials of Mana is coming out at the end of this month. And there's a demo for it on the Switch. So I downloaded that and I put like three, four hours into it just to try other things. So this one's a little different. Have either of you ever played Secret of Mana? No, I've never played the Mana one. Okay. So Secret of Mana, what was really interesting about it, if you had back in the day on the SNES that four player the, so there was a four player plugin, so you could play SNES games with four people. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it worked for like Bomberman. You could play Secret of Mana with three people because there's three characters. It's a two-player game. Like in Secret Evermore, someone could be the boy, someone could be the dog, right? Yeah. Uh, something they're doing for this version of the game is there's six characters, but you can only pick three. And so if you pick a character, Sean, and Shelby picks one, and I pick a third one, we can meet up and play the story and progress through the story together. And yeah. the characters are interesting. I wanted to read off the characters. So they initially, they show you the character screen and they have their stats based off like a weapon. They have a bio and a homeland. So like the stats are like attack and then they get like a letter grade, like A, B, C, D, or E, if it's really bad. So like mm-hmm. there's attack, defense, magic attack, magic defense, luck. And I think there was intelligence was one of them too. The different characters, they have a really cool name. There's like Durin. He's like an orphan mercenary swordman. Then there's Hawkeye, and he's like from a member of a guild of noble thieves. And there's like the gnome mage type character, and this really strong like Valkyrie. But I went with a character with the most intimidating hero name I've ever seen, <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, sign me up, Kevin. Uh, and actually, the reason <laughs> I went with Kevin is because so his thing is he uses fists, and you know I lifelong martial arts fan love that but the other thing is i'm secretly wish i was an animal man i'm not a full furry yet but he uh the game has a day night cycle so if the game turns night he turns into a werewolf human and he's stronger at night and Mm. so he has that ability and in the beginning of the game you're like the prince of the beast man You're, you're considered a beast man that's the tribe you belong to and kevin and then you pick you can pick the other of the other five characters you can pick which two you want on your team right so, and I, you can't really go that far in the demo, but I wanted balance anyway. So I picked like a, the attack mage character. And then I picked the, a healer, the Charlotte, she's like the Valkyrie. She uses a spear and nice. um, for balance. Anyway, the game starts out, you're doing the story and the voice acting is kind of cheesy, but you know, I'm like, okay, okay. The, the fluid mechanics of attacking is really uh, solid. You can chain attacks or powered attacks. The game builds later too, because your class, what I, my understanding of it, 
is mm -hmm. it can change based off of items you give them. So if the Duran starts as a gladiator, he can later turn into, depending on what you do, like a Dark Knight or a Paladin. And I, when I get this game, cool. I think I would definitely get this game. We'll talk about it more. But Kevin, in the beginning, his dad like meets this weird wizard again. Right here, Kevin. <laughs> I can't I get over it. Yeah. Anyway. Well, Kevin, half human. He's not a full beast man. So the beast men don't like him. If I had to relate it to another type of fan fiction lore, if you think of Star Trek, and you know how Worf is, like just kill it, right? His character is oh, yeah. very like. The beast men are like that. They're just like let's kill all the things. And is uh, Kevin a family name? Yeah, I would assume. Is like, <laughs> well, like, is that the Beastmen side well, or the human side? I, well, his mother's a human. I'm hoping his mother named him. He has some mommy issues. We'll, start, we'll, well go like, with that. During the week, he works at a bank, and then at night, he's a werewolf. Yeah. No. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin's dad excommunicate, kind of excommunicate, but he sends him out so to just fight all the time. He wants his son to be a savage warrior. And Kevin bonded with a dog, and the dog's name's Carl, with a K also. Um, <laughs> and uh, Carl and him are like oh. in the beginning of the game. Yeah, something happens, Carl turns feral, and you have to kill your pet dog. No! What? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Geller. Well, because of that, that way, that's what unlocks his ability to go beast mode. Wolfman. <laughs> I will never <laughs> play this power. game. Yeah. <laughs> and then, well, you know, what's funny later is you're, like, exploited, and then there's, like, there's other wolf dogs that their coat is, like, purple, and they have white, and Carl's, like, yellow. And I was like, oh, maybe Carl has a unique skin. And then I'm, like, walking in that forest again, and there's another. I'm like, Carl? It's just a random, <laughs> it's just a mom color. So it's like every time you have to kill one of those, you probably think of Carl. But I'm very interested because it's a secret mom and it has some really like qualities of life improvement. People, Secret of Mana got a graphical remake years ago and mm -hmm. people were kind of hit and miss on it. This has a lot of good like, hey, go to the star for the quest. Do this, do that. It's something that I definitely want to delve more time into. But I, I got to focus on Dragon Quest and then Animal Crossing, you know, man, that's just been taken over. In our house, uh, my wife is finally working with me, so we we got over that hump. Yeah, because she wanted off the island or whatever at first, right? Kinda, or her own island. Kind of, yeah. It's it, it's just <laughs> a stupid thing about the game. I can see why it would annoy people. It's very frustrating. It's just Nintendo yeah. move, and I get her complaint. It's valid, but also like if you think about it, for me, if the game's about community, you should want to work together. So that's just my wife's problem. Anyway, <laughs> um, so. We got some new villagers in. I got a villager that is an octopus, and she sings. Her name's Marina. I really like her. My <laughs> first dog growing up was Marina, so I have a soft putt. But yeah, Adrian, I remember Marina. Yeah. After my son and I go out and do that moon nonsense, right? She's like, oh, Canbara is moving out of our village. I'm like, wait, 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 what? Canbara is one of our first original villagers. It's a koala. And she's like, yeah, she said she's been thinking about moving. And I told her move. And I was like, why did you do that? <laughs> I told her just do it. Do it, pussy. Yeah. Canbara is probably mad that your wife is selling all of her stuff. Isn't that what happened last week? <laughs> I mean, you know what? If we can put a police station, I'm ratting her out. Because we just got a new aspect where we got uh, the city, like the town building made. And Isabel's in the game now. And you can report a citizen to Isabel and be like, complain about them. And my wife's like, where's your character? I'm like, why are you complaining about me? <laughs> Isn't Isabel, she's in like the pocket game. I mean, she was like a main, I, I remember her, which means she was probably important in, in uh, the Mo pocket game. Yeah, Were you playing the pocket game a lot? Uh, I played it for like a day. <laughs> yeah, that's about how long I played it too. Isn't Isabel in Smash too? She's in Smash. She's oh, a maybe staple. that's it too. That's where I think I recognize that from. She's a staple in Animal Crossing. She's a new leaf. She's in a lot of them. And she is in Smash. Her character is okay. 
uh, but they're, you know, the thing about Smash is crazy is everyone focuses on the American scene. This is my Smash minute for a second. And then you get like the, in the Japanese scene, they play a really not obscure, but they play different characters and they're specialists. So there's someone that's like, oh, this character so so, let's say Greninja. And Greninja is fairly good, but there's Greninja specialists uh, that just rock people's world on the Japan circuit. And there's one that I love, his name's Raito, and he plays Duck Hunt. And oh. it's just fun to watch someone dominate with Duck Hunt. But yeah. um, that's my smash minute. Uh, but Animal Crossing <laughs> something, I saw someone posted on the era. It was a news article and it said, uh, Animal Crossing is Fortnite for moms. And I was like, <laughs> fair, fair. You're like, and dads. And dads. <laughs> no, I see a lot of people like just posting it on their uh, yeah. social media. And I'm like, oh man, I'm surprised Same. you're playing. You're like a business professional, you know? It's all over Twitter. All over. It's, it's taking the internet by storm. And I love it. But if that, I liked Harvest Moon and stuff in the past, would I like it? Is it at all like those oh, games? Man, Harvest Moon 64 is one of my all-time favorite games. Yeah. And what I would recommend to someone, it, it's very different because it's not like okay. that. If you want something to get that Harvest Moon itch off your back, Stardew yeah. Valley. Yeah, and, I got that. Got that. Dude, it, it has multiplayer now. And you and I, because I have it on the Switch, I think you can. I can play with you on PC, and we could start it oh. together. Cross the streams. Yeah, always cross the boards. <laughs> Sorry, I watched Ghostbusters last night. Yeah. So you, always think about stream crossing. You never have to apologize for watching Ghostbusters <laughs> no. ever. Yeah, no, bro. Yeah, yeah. So no, so I, I enjoyed Stardew quite a bit, but it feels like uh, it's a lot different than um, Animal Crossing. I know I played New Leaf. And it felt like I ran out of stuff to do, and I just kind of got bored with it pretty quickly. That mm. There could be another layer to the game. And yeah. I can see why people get bored to it. At one point, I was talking to my one of my really close friends, one of my best friends. He writes into the show a lot about this game. And he's like, at this point, I've done most of the setup. I'm just chasing getting a five-star rating on my island. I was like, oh, that's interesting, because he's deep into it. But I, I just like it. And it's a game that at one point you could just play for 10 minutes a day and be yeah. fine. And that's yeah. where I want to get to. It's like dailies from WoW or something like that. You know, that's what it kind of reminds me of is where you check in, you know, you do all your little tasks, you garden your weed yes. or whatever. I, I think it needs combat, obviously, is what it's missing. That's what Stardew has. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the dungeons. It, I, I think yeah. there could be something <laughs> like that for sure. The other game I've been playing is a mobile game. So one of my all-time favorite games is Final Fantasy Tactics. And mm. Shelby got ho- me hooked on my first gotcha game. It was a game we were going to PAX. You remember Monster Strike? Oh yeah, yeah. Monster Strike was great. No, no, I did not. I, <laughs> I was tempted to bring pull it back up. It's a game where you're just like pulling something back and shooting it, and it's a gotcha game where you're like, oh, I want to get recruit new characters and build them. And I play, I play the Fire Emblem Heroes game, which is a gotcha. Pokemon Masters, mm-hmm. which is not a good one, um, but they made a Final Fantasy Tactics game with a good story, but it's a gotcha where you can summon new characters to join your army, and so I, it's a good toilet game. You know, if you're looking for something to like, oh, let me do my dailies and just keep hoarding. That's a good yeah. Deal. Especially if you're Final Fantasy Tactic fans, because the it's got its own story that you can follow. That's what I've been playing. Shelby, what about you, dude? That's cool. Um, I have been kind of between three different games that I'm going to cover. Uh, the first one absolutely hates me, and it's called Bloodspedained <laughs> Ritual of the Night. Oh yeah, yeah, dude. That's this, like the Castlevania kind of one. Yeah. It's so hard, dude. It's, it's, like it's kicking my ass. It's demon. I haven't played it, but I've seen it. 
Yeah, it's nuts. So apparently, like you guys said, it's like a spiritual successor of Castlevania, and it was thrown together by, is it Koji Ishigara? I believe is how you say his name. Um, So yeah, he worked at Konami, thought about this Castlevania game, and like came out and started a Kickstarter stick Kickstarter that raised a ton of money in 2015, and then this is the end result of that campaign. Um, It it's like an old school Castlevania game. Uh, It's brutal though, like uh, save states and teleportation rooms are what you're kind of seeking. So like you go out there and you get hit. And that just takes a chunk out of your life bar, and there's really no way to heal unless you pop uh, a potion. You know, it's pretty brutal. So, like, you're constantly running through these different um, squares trying to get to the next save state. And uh, if you die, like, it just game overs you, and you load back to your last save point. Um, are you, so are you enjoying it? I am. I am. It's like brutal though. Right. So like normally I bounce off of games like this because it's like, look, if you're not going to appreciate my time and I'm doing like 15 minute runs and then I die, Mm -hmm. like it's normally like a nail in the coffin for me. Like I'm done. Um, In this case, I've like stuck with it and I keep, I keep banging up against it. And then when you like overcome a certain room that you've had issues with, it's uh, it's pretty awesome. Sorry to interrupt for a second, but like I played through all the dark souls Uh games. Yeah. And the only reason I probably ever made it through it was because I was streaming it. So I had people to like motivate me <laughs> basically. <laughs> Cause if I was left to my own devices, I would have given up pretty early on. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I know the feeling and I definitely had that feeling here, but like I've always loved 2d platformers. Um, and I've played a couple of those dark souls. I've never really got all the way through any, any specific one, but like, I understand the appeal to it. Hmm. Um, but this isn't, Sorry, this Go isn't ahead. like a Dark Souls. It's a it's a Castlevania like game, right? It, but it just like, is it intense it, like a Dark Souls where if you yes, die, or yeah. is it more like a Dead Cells? Um, Dead Cells is like run based. So like okay. in Dead Cells, when you die, you go back to the beginning of the game. In this one, you basically get to a save room, save, and then you run back out in the world knowing that you have to push in a certain direction, right? North, east, southwest, mm-hmm. depending on what the map looks like. And then if you don't get to a save point, you basically have to reload from that last room, which could be 10 or 15 minutes prior. Um, but it's weird because there's systems upon systems in this game, and they all kind of work very well together. Mm. Um, <laughs> one thing I do have to say is like the art in the game is weird, dude. It's, it's weird. anime as fuck, right? It's it anime is as anime as fuck, but like you get into some rooms and it's like a, just a cat. Like the enemy is a cat <laughs> with demon horns. And, and you're like, like, he's not going to be hard. And it like re- rips your face off right. or something. Yeah, but it's not like a cartoonish cat. It's like a Photoshop picture of a cat. And that's the enemy. It's like <laughs> All the- cats already have demon horns anyway, right? I mean, that's, that's right. not a stretch. Yeah, you can just peek into their souls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, it's brutal. Very reminiscent of Dark Souls. Enemies are weird. Cats, dogs. There's like portraits of like actual people. I'm guessing they're either like funders from the Kickstarter or the developer. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I think that's I, right. I imagine. I think that, that's right. That, that is. Yeah, I'll, I'll look into that. You can yeah. go. Yeah. You know, like I mentioned some of the systems. There's like a whole cooking and crafting menu, which is crazy. Huh. So like you can get in there and it's like, okay, you need to make French fries. Well, you got to find potatoes and oil and salt. And, you know, some of those items are not just like ones that you can buy. It's like two crafting layers deep, right? So you got to buy like the salt and pepper to make the spice. And then the spice goes on the, the um, potatoes. Is, 
is it something that's required or if you don't like crafting and stuff, can you kind of bypass it? So that's the thing about this game is I don't think any of it's required. Like I really mm. think you could just run through it and not even touch, touch the cooking stuff. Um, really? That's what it feels like. Yeah. I mean, it helps because if you like whip up one of those dishes, it gives you a really good heal boost when you need it. Mm-hmm. But um, like speed runners are probably just going to blow through without touching any because they'll yeah. know all the mechanics and all the fights and the rooms and stuff. Yeah, I, I would imagine. And like, so like yeah. when you go through and you beat enemies, like each one of those will drop a different resource that you can turn into a gotcha. meal or a weapon. And all the enemies drop um, cooking pieces and uh, weapon materials. I saw that where you could, you can use that demon cat and craft it to a weapon, right? Where you summon cats. I think I've seen something oh. like that on the internet. I, I mean, I would imagine. So, like, one thing about this game is it's freaking weird. And, like, as you pull layers of the onion back, it's just like, what the hell is going on? You know what I mean? Like, okay, so you get into the main base and it's like, you need, I, I even wrote it down because it was so weird. But you need, like, this certain material to take a photo. Through the game, it drops. And then you take it back there and it's like, you have a photo of yourself. And you're like, okay, cool. So at that point, it's like not pushing me in any direction, right? I can't figure out where to go. So this is a game that I would recommend like using an FAQ as soon as you are stuck. You know what I mean? It's just like, don't poke around. Don't waste the time. Just like figure out where you need to go and move forward. And that's one moment. Did you just say to cheat, sir? (laughs) Not not cheating. cheating. It's just being more higher awareness. (laughs) That's right. That's right. It's moving towards the light, is what it is, Casey. You guys, when you're going through a backlog, you gotta (laughs) bullshit you two. You guys are bullshit, bro. Oh, you can't. Hey, you admitted to us last week that you time traveled. Yeah, true. You're being hypocritical right now. I think. Yeah. no, I believe the definition of hypocritical is me saying, isn't that cheating? You know, that would be hypocritical. <laughs> but like, there's also another point that I hit last night because I'm bumping around trying to figure out the next area to go to. And I get down to the certain area and like the rhythm of the game has been like beat a boss, get a new ability, then you can go to different places. So I got gotcha. to this place where I just didn't know where I could go. Like I didn't I, like physically could not go any deeper. And I'm like, huh, this is weird. So on my lunch break today at work, I looked it up. And you have to kill one of the low level level enemies until it drops a certain shard or level ability uh, in the game. But I never would have known that. You know what I mean? Like you've taught you've taught me over the course of this game to beat the boss, get the ability, go to the new level. So there's like some growing pains, but I also feel like this game is made for the internet to just like thrive off of that kind of minuscule bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, sounds like it. Yeah, yeah, because there's the only way you would have figured that out is without like a guide or the internet is going back and just not knowing what you're doing, just killing random things until you get this new thing. You're like, oh, what can I do with this? Right. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> the only right. way you would have known. Yeah, and like the the enemy that I'm referring to is a water type enemy, so I know I can't swim in the game. So it's like, oh, this is a water room. Later, I'll come back. Um, you know, from my experience. From my experience with water types, you want to use electricity or grass. <laughs> Dude, I wish I would have had a Pikachu in that game. That really would have taken that level. Yeah. <laughs> Ritual of the Night is on my backlog. So I am, I am trying to play a little bit of it. And I'm also like writing off Forza Horizon. Um, you know, I'm going to leave it downloaded. I'll probably poke at it a little bit. But I don't know how we're going to deal with that. Because I'm never going to see end credits. <laughs> and I'm not going to play it forever. So well, we can circle back on that. I want to talk to you about that too. Like if there's a game that we just can't stand. I hate abandoning games. But right. I have a feeling there's going to be one that I'm going to be like, 
fuck this game. If I play it, I'm going to be in a bad mood every time. And I have an idea what it is. I think if we, we can have one, I think we can allow ourselves one replacement. So if you want to find a game to replace, I'm okay with that too. We can, we can talk about that off air. Okay. You making an amendment to the official. Well, Okay, but see, like, I technically am not hate quitting the game. Like, I enjoyed the game. Oh, right. right. Okay. So So maybe we should, like, set up an hour count, and we can talk about it later, too. But uh, for now, I'm going to park it, and I'm going to leave it downloaded because that's a great multiplayer game. So, like, when my sister's on, if she's like, hey, let's play a game, that's going to be one that I'm going to go to. Right. So I'll probably pour more time into it. It's just not one that I'm going to, like, drill down and say... I'm going to finish this game, right? There's no campaign exactly. where there's an end. Yeah. yeah. Right and on. then like then like Ritual of the Night, like this is a game that I can't stop playing because I can tell you if I walk away from it two week, for two weeks or longer, I'll come back to it. I have no idea what's happening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what um, else are you playing, Shelby? So House Party is a game that um, we played, my wife and I. It's basically a chat room with games in it via with FaceTime. So mm-hmm. my wife and I sat on the couch. We got another couple that told us to play it one night. I think it was like Saturday night. So we all log in and it's like, you know, video chat. So we all have the phones in our face. We can see each other. We just kind of shoot the shit. And then you can play trivia games. Um, there's like a Pictionary type game too, where you have somebody be the the drawer and you have to guess. Picture charades, according picture to you, Picture right? charades, yeah. Is that what you <laughs> yeah. call them? Picture, picture charades? Yeah, because it's like Jackbox, but with like everyone on video chat, kind of. Yeah, and it's a lot more like user friendly, especially for like the Mm. times that we're in currently with COVID. Like Jackbox seems like, uh, hmm. yes. What's what's the best way to say it? Like it's a little clunky in spots, you know. It is, and it's hard to like stream it from multiple locations. It and they'd be in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just be like, give me your username, and then you can just ping them and, and invite them in. But yeah, so you can do trivia, you can do Pictionary, you can do that game called Heads Up. I don't know if you guys ever oh, yeah. know Ellen. what that is. Yeah, Heads Up. And then mm-hmm. they have an Apples to Apples equivalent as well. It's called Chips and Guac, but it's it's <laughs> Apples to Apples. So, um, so kind of cool. This is on PC? This is you through FaceTime? Is it an app? How do you download this it? How do you is play an, this? this is a phone app from what I understand. I don't know if it actually has a... Uh, web capabilities or PC capabilities. Um, I heard through the grapevine that Epic just bought this. I don't oh, yeah. know if that's true that. or not. Did, did you guys hear that as well? No, I don't, I've never I heard of it. I feel like I heard it. I don't know. Again, I don't know if it's true. Gotcha. Um, this just seems like one of those apps that's going to get like all the attention right now while everybody's locked up and quarantined. And um, I was pretty impressed with what it had. I wish I had a little bit more content. You know, you see like the recycling of trivia questions and some of the apples and apples stuff. But for the most part, I was Conf- pretty impressed. Confirmed House Party is joining Epic Games uh, as of June June of last year. Oh, wow. So they're <laughs> deep in it. And it looked like it link i don't know if there is a pc version it looks like it just links to app i gotta be honest with you shelby i'm kind of pissed off again you didn't <laughs> give me a fucking invite bro <laughs> dude, what's they, the deal dude they came to me on this one this was like a couple that i hadn't even met the husband of my wife's like we're gonna do some game tonight i'm like okay and you know how it is like you put the kids down and it's like i just want to sit here and play video <laughs> games or go to sleep and she's like no we're gonna play games so yeah bottle of wine later. I think, this is on, 
I hope this is an ongoing thing where you do something cool every week and then you tell Casey about it after the fact. <laughs> oh, yeah. You wish you were there. But yeah. I'm, it is. I'm totally flexing on my coolness by playing a house party <laughs> on my phone, gang. <laughs> it, it is on PC. It looks like it's on Chrome. You can play it through Chrome Mac OS. Oh, so cool. the Casey can play it on his computer. If I get a fucking Android invite. and iOS. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be like the saddest party ever. It's just going to be Casey and I playing house party to make him feel better on Saturday night. Mm-mm. No, not going to do it. I don't want your pity party invite, whatever. Uh, um, and then, and then I had something kind of cool happen. Like we were outside with my neighbors and um, they have kids. We have kids. The kids are all playing together and I'm just like shooting the shit with them. And um, he starts talking about a phone game that he's playing. I'm like, what are you playing? He goes, I play Marvel strike force. And I go, stop. I do too. So, I do too. As of like too? a week ago, yeah. No joke. Oh my <laughs> yeah. gosh! There are. That's others. my gotcha toilet game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, he's my neighbor is super into it, and it sounds like you just uh, started recently. Yeah, like a week or two ago. Mm-hmm. I'm like level thirty four now. Nice, nice. We're gonna have to get you in a guild, man. We're gonna have to do some raids <laughs> yeah. together. Get that raid on. Heck yeah. But uh it's pretty good for a phone game, right? I mean it there's is. like some pretty interesting depth in this game. Yeah, you know it doesn't it it pops up in your face a lot be like you can pay twenty bucks to get yeah. this character and stuff. But you if you as long as you ignore that, it's really good. It has a lot of stuff that's like off that that it there isn't, I don't really find myself running out of things to do. Mm-hmm. Where in a lot of games, you'll like run out of energy or whatever. Where in this one, every different place or different thing you can do, whether it's like, yeah, it seems like everything has its own kind of currency that you can, or time currency or whatever. So you can, if you run out of time in one thing, you can go to another thing and you get achievements, at least at early levels, you get achievements and stuff constantly. So you're constantly just getting more and more like playtime it's yeah. it's it's nice as a as a marvel old school marvel fan from the 90s i enjoy it yeah know? yeah but it was just like one of those things where i was out in the real world you know just living my life and i mentioned this game <laughs> and like my neighbor's like i play that too it's the greatest thing and then like he's like i watched the youtube videos and the oh strat guide oh, yeah, I don't and know he that. showed me his phone and i don't know how many characters there are let's say there's like a hundred just for the sake of argument he has <laughs> like 90 95 characters unlocked like he scrolls to the bottom and there's seven characters available and i'm like how did that even happen so questions you need to ask him how much money have you paid (laughs) i I I would like to said no dollars but i think he just didn't want to admit it he doesn't want to admit it yeah i feel like to have that many characters you would have to drop some money like it's in my life yeah they give you the range is like they'll give you offers for like 99 cents for like Mm -hmm. some little whatever part to upgrade your person or something but then, like three quarters of the time, it's like twenty five dollars to unlock this character yeah. and stuff. And I'm like, uh, no, right. I don't need them. I I'm like totally into the Marvel verse right now. Like the MCU. Like as soon as another movie comes out, you're gonna hear me talk about it in this cast <laughs> because I love that stuff. And this is like just feeding that addiction, especially when there's yep. no Marvel uh, content coming out right now. Right. No. So well, yeah, kind of cool. I think that's covers it for games we're playing. Now we're, uh, is it news time? Uh, news yeah, we're getting some video game news. Leave that at no, 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 see, no. the news tickets are coming up and you gotta listen to the news. <laughs> see? Let's start with the saddest news. For those of you that were waiting for a very anticipated Last of Us, yeah. you're gonna have to wait a little longer. I, this word, it just it makes it hit harder. And Kotoku, it's all over the news. You can go to Jason Stryer. It's delayed definitely because of COVID-19. The Rona's got games now, guys. 
<laughs> rough. It is rough. They got Nadegog made a statement due to logistics beyond our control. We couldn't launch Last of Us Part Two to our satisfaction. We want to make sure everyone gets to play Last of Us Two around the same time. Preserve the best experience for everyone. This meant delaying the game until such a time where we can solve these logistic issues. Wah, wah. People were guessing kind of like that it's probably a physical product issue if they're talking about like they want to be able to give it to everyone and and you know put it out there so everyone can play it how they how we want them to play it kind of like it seems like whether it's deals with china or wherever they would get the discs and all that probably made and stuff it's that's most likely what's leaning towards i would guess yeah no i mean i think that's what the story is like alluding to is that it's a physical issue you know i i i really feel like some of this has to do with the content of the game i mean the content of the game has to do with a epidemic right of of this scale um i don't think they would ever like say that um but i i want to i like my gut says it has something to do with it maybe not all of it maybe it's a small factor but it feels like some of that is is affecting this i'm gonna say they need to nut up and just do it because look at square (laughs) it was faced with the same thing with final fantasy 7 and final fantasy 7 it's a like a fifth of the game and they're still doing it they're releasing it they're gonna get we'll do digital whatever people want this People mm-hmm. definitely want Last of Us 2, and this is a real hard time. If the game's done, it's done. And if yeah, it's a physical yeah. thing, I, I don't I don't like that product done. And if it's not going to be a global release yet, so be it. Those will not be coming out at Christmas. I don't know. PlayStation, I, you know, was saying as of today. Well, we'll talk about We'll get that into later. the story later, but even PlayStation today was saying by holiday 2020, you know. Yeah, I don't know. For PS5. I, we'll see, and for, we'll see. I'd be, su- I yeah, would not exactly. be surprised if the everything's pushed back. Um, it's guys, everything's canceled. Uh, Christmas like, is canceled. <laughs> Christmas is over. Easter is canceled. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know if you heard, but Santa's elves all got COVID, and they are not going. Right <laughs> oh, no. Fourth of July canceled. Um, One thing that I will say is like, as I've been like processing the story that came out recently, what if they just like push this out? They say, Hey, look, we're worried about the physical distribution. We're going to put this off and we're going to launch it with the PS five. Like that would be a really good move for Sony. Cause I think it would help move hardware. Hey, you want to see the best of the best? Here's the last of us two on the, on the, on our brand new console. Like, I really think that's yeah. a good sales pitch for them. Yeah. Yeah. If they can, yeah. if they can pull it off. So when do you think it'll come out? Christmas 2020. I, I mean, I, I think, I think it's the fall. Um, you know, I think it's weird that they didn't announce a date already. Uh, but because you would imagine if it's in the next six to eight weeks they would have named a date well because when was it originally supposed to release may May 29th yeah and doesn't it definitely mean forever it definitely means um like tbd basically Mm -hmm. you know like to be determined we don't know but yes it definitely can mean forever right as well right it's like that's why i was like oh wait when you see that as a title you're like oh no right happen you guys are at the finish line like you would hope that we'd be able to get the world back together in eight weeks maybe we won't be able to but that seems like it seems i think a little premature right it makes me think lean towards like physical supply lines or something like that being the problem it's crazy right now yeah so i 
It's all up in the air. I personally am disappointed that this is getting delayed, but I also have to say that this gives me more time to play Last of Us, the first one. So I'm kind <laughs> I've never of okay played the first one either. Why would you play the second one before? No, Shelby. No, that's not how it works. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I got to play the first one, but now I have more time to play the yeah, first one. Yeah, he doesn't have to beat it by May 29th. This either. is true. Now, it's like Sean and I. You know, Sean wants to play Batman, so he plays all of them. I want to play Mega Man. I play yeah. all of them. And, you know, we just do that. Assassin's I, I, Creed, I played all of them before I got to Odyssey. That's a feat in itself, by the it, way. It was. Let's move. Um, this one, to game. go a little lighter topic, Shelby and I are Lego fans. It's official. The Super Mario Lego sets are launching. This is on NintendoLife.com. Great website for Nintendo news. Lego has officially announced its Super Mario line launch. So I don't know if you guys have seen it in action. Have you guys seen it? The videos yeah. of it? I haven't seen it in action. I've seen the pictures. So Mario's Lego has like a timer and there's certain Legos he steps on that create something. So like uh-huh. level and you have to move your character across the course to get to Bowser and beat Bowser. Like you you, you make it like a Mario level with Lego characters. I saw it. It looks creepy because Mario, they went like above and beyond with him and they like put, it says it has LCD screens in his eyes yeah. and his mouth and his stomach to display a wide variety of instant reactions and movement and color and stuff. So his eyes can change and his face and stuff, which is like, I feel like is that's new with Lego. I haven't seen that before with Lego stuff. And apparently you can play like sound effects from the game and things too. Right. I, I did a picture in our image here. You can see like when he jumps on something, see how his eyes are all closed right there, which is great for <laughs> those listening. They can see that anyway. Um, so I sent you this image and I, I think this is great. The price point. Okay. What would you pay for this for th- maybe 30 bucks, 30, 40. Yeah. For all three, dude, when's the last time you bought a Lego? Bro? <laughs> I know that's not, as a, as a person who delved into Lego in the late nineties, uh, $30. Shelby, what about you? Um, dude, I think this has got to be like all the money. I mean, Lego is already expensive, and now you're putting a little bit of tech into the guy. Like, what, sixty dollar packs? I'm guessing sixty okay. ninety. So the Mario starter course is fifty nine ninety nine. The wow. Piranha Plant Power Slide expansion set is twenty nine ninety nine. Nice. And Bowser's Castle Boss Battle expansion set is ninety nine ninety nine. We were all so, right. <laughs> we're looking at we're looking at about uh 170 100 after tax maybe 180 190 and so it looks like you have to maybe you have to buy the starter course before you can have the expansions like a true game you can't just buy the like them individually because the first one i'm guessing comes with mario and stuff right and obviously you want bowser's castle so i'm definitely asking this for my birthday um <laughs> but i'm very excited about it this will be big in my house my son and i are huge and they go we just finished the ninjago city which is oh. uh five thousand pieces and i'm very excited that that finally got done that working on it after christmas and it's april so just sitting on our table <laughs> Yeah, um, that's nice. Where is it going to go? Is it going to just stay on the... Are you going to trust bringing it to the kids' room or something? Or, or where yeah. is it going to go? Uh, I've been talking about making build-in shelves down in our downstairs where that uh-huh. is. And I think we want to start displaying stuff down there and for when the kids get older and play with it. My youngest, my daughter, she actually really likes playing with Lego figures. And I used to be really freaked out that she was going to eat it. But she just likes to like move and she has them talk. Yeah, another part of this Lego set is apparently they're releasing an app with it. Oh, really? Where you can, oh, really? like, yeah, because I guess the whole thing about this is you can build your own thing, your own levels, but then you can compete with your friends. And uh, what does it say? It says the the app has a supporting feature to keep track of scores, encourage rebuilding, 
provide digital instructions and suggest other creative ways to build and play with the character. So it adds like a whole other layer to it, I guess. But I, I apparently they want to make it like competitive in a way. So you get points based on like how you beat the track. I have no idea how it will play out in real world. Wow, but. that's really interesting. I mean, I think it's cool that the aesthetic is kind of like the nodes that you would see in an old school Mario um, game, which is pretty neat. I really wonder how they do the scoring and like competitive nature. That'll be interesting. Yeah. Okay, yeah. let's move on. So you guys told me about it. Xbox, Microsoft had some news today. Sean, Shelby, why don't you guys take the lead? I missed it. Sean, what did you refer to it as? It was, I call it the Xbox Direct. Uh, right, but it's yeah. like, I think it's called the Inside Xbox. Uh-huh. And it had like four major components. I didn't, it's, it seemed very kind of like low level, like not super exciting stuff. The most exciting thing I saw out of it was a game that's being worked on by Obsidian Entertainment. The same people, I believe it's the same people who did Outer Worlds and, you know, the old, like, Fallout New Vegas and stuff like that. But it's called Grounded. The best way to explain it is, like, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, the game. (laughs) So for all you non-80s kids or 80s, 90s kids, it's, like, basically a group of teenagers and some kids or whatever all get shrunk down to, like, ant size. And they end up in the yard And they're all trying to, like, fight off bugs and ants and try not to drown from, like, water droplets from the sprinkler. And this is, like, a survival game that's being made by them. It looks, graphically, it reminds me kind of of, um, of Fortnite. So I don't know if they're trying to chase kind of, like, those Fortnite babies. But it looks interesting. It's a survival game. So kind of like Ark or Rust or those ones, but, but you're a tiny person in the yard instead. Yeah, it really has a cool aesthetic to it. Like, if you haven't seen any uh, pictures of it, you should definitely go check it out. Because I think that's what sells it for me. Like, I hear survival adventure game, and I'm like, meh. But, I mean, after seeing it, it's it looks pretty cool. And the name Obsidian, like, has carries a lot of weight for me. Yeah. Did they mention anything about uh, the Series 1 at all in this strip? Um, yeah, I, so it it, I have the article up here that kind of covers nice. it. Um, this is from Kotaku. But this says that you can use any external hard drive with, with the Xbox Series X, which is nice. Nice. Yeah. Um, official Seagate expansion drive. Uh, Forza Street, they mentioned. They also talked about mm-hmm. some of the games coming to Xbox Game Pass. Football Manager 2020 and some other things. It looks like there's a Stranger Things game as well. Yeah, Stranger Things 3, the game or something I saw in there. And that's like a continuation yeah. of the show, right? In game form? Maybe. I Yeah, I don't know. They also talked a bit about Sea of Thieves in its second anniversary, and they're adding more content for that. Nice. But yeah, like I said, it was very all like light, like low-level kind of nothing super exciting. Yeah. But... Yeah, interesting. Yeah, and like, you know, it kind of goes back to are they going to do something like this to replace their E3 coverage? Like, all these heavy yeah. hitters, Sony and Xbox, are going to have to come out and beef up the press on their new consoles. So, we're going to see, and it's probably going to take place in the next couple of months, I would imagine. And speaking of new systems, today PlayStation announced and introduced the DualSense, the new PlayStation Wireless game controller from PlayStation 5, and it looks like it's from the future. <laughs> I've already seen a bunch of memes popping up of people comparing it to the Xbox controller. I think it's mainly because it's white. Because if I, if you look at them side by side, the button layout and everything is not at all no. like each other, but, but I think just because it's white 
and whatever people are like oh they're just copying xbox and then people are like no they're copying stadia's controller no they're copying so they're all being like oh playstation has no original ideas time out no one's copying stadia ever (laughs) (laughs) if someone wants to copy an abortion that's not what they do um so dude no they're totally biting on ouya this is totally the ouya controller right yeah it looks like is that a touch screen is that the touch screen technology in the middle of it that yeah i think they took they took that from the the DualShock 4 right. controllers from the last generation. But the big thing for this controller they added is haptic feedback, which I know is like a big... I don't know if you've seen commercials for those like body strap things you can wear that you like feel your games or feel stuff. But for anyone that doesn't know what haptic feedback is, it's like you feel certain places buzz on your body or it's basically physical feedback from a controller or other device that like if you touch something you feel like pressure on your hand or like if you like i think they they described in the article a bit like if you fire if you pull back an arrow you feel like the your controller or the button gets harder to press the more you pull it back when you release it you feel it buzz or you feel like as if you're releasing the arrow the real question will be is how many like game developers actually like make use of this technology because i feel like first party games like companies that are owned by by sony will take use of it and make something cool out of it but as we've seen before with stuff third party or other companies don't necessarily jump on that technology you know as well like they might like even with like the wii way back in the day like first party nintendo games were really cool but other ones it was just felt like an afterthought like using any of the actual stuff but that's their big, big claim with it is it adds this haptic feedback. So everything you're pressing or touching will tell you that what you're doing. And then it also has an onboard microphone now, which is a big thing. They want to nice. they want to make it so you can like um, so you can just join a group chat with your friends really quick and like say some stuff and then get out of there. They do recommend having an actual headset if you're going to be having long conversations, but having an onboard mic, you know, games could probably feature stuff with that too. Like I can see horror games. If you scream or whatever, it like, you know, gets more spooky or something. Mm. They already kind of do that a little bit. They shifted some of the buttons around. So like they changed the angle on the L2 and R2 buttons. So we'll see how much people freak out when they have it in their hands. Cause like, this isn't like PlayStation. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny because in their announcement, Sony's, um, they're basically like, we know that the DualShock 4 controller was basically like the best controller ever and you guys loved it. So we changed it a little bit with this one. <laughs> I was like, what? Dude, I, I will say that that PS4 controller having a speaker in it scared the shit out of me on multiple occasions. <laughs> like, I don't know if either of you played any games. Like, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn had this weird, like, noise every time you pulled the map and it would go, like super loud <laughs> oh you scare the shit out of my wife because i'd be playing in bed and then yeah and you're just like uh it's the game i swear <laughs> right well it's like what else does that doesn't switch controllers or stuff have like sound that come out of it for certain things too? um no not anymore it has the hd rumble uh, but it doesn't really make sounds no oh, maybe it's the wii the old wii ones too. uh yes it, yeah they did like when you played zelda it would do that for sure our next story, man, oh man, this one I find very interesting. So despite huge sales, Borderlands 3 developers are getting stiffed on their bonuses. Yeah, I heard that. So the video game Borderlands was a big sales success when it launched last fall, and this is on Kotaku. According to it, 2K, which described it as a billion-dollar global brand, that's why it's shocking to employees at Gearbox, a developer of the game, when the studio CEO, Randy Pitchford, 
told them yesterday that they would not receive their significant royalty bonus that they bonuses that they expected. Now, if you don't know anything about Randy Pitchford, he is a character. So Randy Pitchford. <laughs> At time like last year, I think it was when they were trying to announce Berlands Three, the video would show, and he just started performing up close magic on stage for thirty minutes. <laughs> he is a known for his Twitter rampages. He was in a big lawsuit for child pornography for a little while. There's been articles just hearing about how ruthless he is. The guy who originally did Claptrap's voice. How Randy Pitchford yeah. threatened him multiple times, and that his voice has to be scrubbed from all the game. He he basically got a giant ego. I have a friend who has a bunch of friends that worked at Gearbox, and they've all been le- leaving over the past couple of months. And and he said when I when I was telling him about that article, he was like, "Now it makes sense of why I thought they were just done and wrapped up with like Borderlands, you know, Borderlands content and stuff. So they were just moving on to other companies, but now it's making more sense of." why they wanted to leave and why they're leaving and it sounds like just the sounds like some upper management you know screwing over the underlings kind of randy pitchford said that the game had been more expensive than expected and this could like dlc and other things and the company had grown significantly larger than it had in their past and that their sales projections had been off based so the game sold well but it just they didn't play the numbers out right and you know they've had a couple Mm -hmm. flops like Gearbox, I, you you put it Battleborn. Like, Battleborn suffered because basically Blizzard's like, oh, you, that's cool. Here's Overwatch. Boom. Yeah, back in the day, they, they like, Battleborn and Gearbox made the mistake of basically being like, oh, Overwatch, our game's going to be way better, even though I've played Battleborn, and it's not at all like Overwatch. Like, they're not even the same type of game. No. So I don't know why they were doing that in the first place, but yeah, they shot themselves in the foot with that big... I feel bad for the people not getting their bonuses that the upper management is still getting bonuses. Then I think that's, yeah, that's what I was going to say is if they still get their full bonuses or stuff, that's, that's Dick move, you know, cause it's not any of the dev or like the lower underlings faults that they projected the wrong numbers and stuff. They, everyone should take a hit or no one should take it. Well, hit, you know, the big rumor is that combined with Pitchford's like bonus has upset number of gearbox employees and some, uh, say they expect an exodus. So a bunch of people are talking about leaving. And the other thing is Gearbox is privately owned currently, but it's seeking to go public. That could really uh, hurt that plan. Anything that fucks over Randy Pitchford, I'm all for it. <laughs> douchebag. <laughs> you know, like Borderlands 3, I, I, I don't know that it innovated enough on the, pl- on the medium. So I played it for a weekend and, you know, I liked it, and I'm glad that it sold well, but it didn't really seem like it was making like huge momentous pushes forward in that genre right. based on what I played personally. So it's disappointing because I know this game was in the hopper for a long time. Like, I don't know the time between Borderlands 2 and Borderlands 3, but it was a long stretch, right? Yeah. I mean, it was enough like, time for them to stub years. their toe. Yeah, it was enough time for them to stub them toe on two different occasions. So for them to, like, come up with such a big windfall and see this game reach the heights it did, it's just disappointing they didn't take care of the take care of those people that are in the trenches with them. Well, so I know people were like demanding, they've been wanting it for years and years. Ever since the pre sequel was kind of a flop, people have been like, oh, we want, you know, we want Borderlands. And Gearbox did some other stuff in between, you know, Battleborn. And I can't think of any other games. So they weren't probably like that super exciting. But, but yeah. So then when they, I remember when they announced Borderlands 3 that they were even working on it, people were like, oh, yes, finally. Oh my God. So they had like a big hype 
train behind it. I I really enjoyed the game. It had a lot of cool new stuff and things, but it was kind of clunky at the same time. Yeah. You know, it's definitely different than, you know, back in the day when, like, it just had some bugs and some glitches and stuff. Luckily, none of them were really game-breaking that I ran into, but it didn't feel like quite the quality slash heart, I guess, of, mm-hmm. like, right. two was. Yeah, and I had the problem with the polish, too. Like, it didn't seem like it had the polish on it that I was expecting yeah. of a Borderlands game. It looked like and the like, same shit over and over again. Like, oh, it's Borderlands yeah. 2, but it's eight but, years but later. But the cool. thing about that is, like, Borderlands is really fun. Like, And that's what people Border- wanted. They yeah. wanted, basically. Because like, pre-sequel, they did crazy stuff, and people were like, no. oh, I don't like that. Uh, yeah, I think see, they should have been. They had an opportunity. They could have made, like, an MMO. They should have just done it. Gone well, for it tr- and made it. They tried, like, but they should have gone full destiny. They should have looked at that uh, model. But I mean, games are so hard. I mean, you look at something like what was the Iron Man MMO that came out and flopped so hard. Iron Man uh, had his own MMO. You know the one I'm talking about, where you oh, fly through the water balls to cool your jets. I don't know what you're talking about. Is no. it something you made up? It was the Bioware game that flopped so hard. Bioshock. Shall we making games up right now? No, no. It, it <laughs> Maybe was, there it were was, a couple of Marvel MMOs that kind of flopped or did things. There's other ones. No, like... it wasn't like a full on. It's Anthem. Anthem's what I'm thinking. Uh, That's from okay. EA. Okay. It's <laughs> a problem with games. It's like go ahead and do something new, and then you go and do something new, and it falls on its face. So yeah. it's it's a tough scenario. I think at the end of the day, like you need to be compensating the people in the trenches for them not yeah. to get their bonuses on huge sales figures is pretty disappointing. Right. Yeah. Like I was saying, like either everyone suffers, like the management take a cut, everyone then it, then the people in the trenches are like, okay, well, we're all no one got bonuses. Whereas if the management or whoever else, if someone's getting full bonuses and other people's aren't, that's shitty. Unless they actively unless they actively like, you know, went out and like they made cause like a you know, they went on social media and were like, This game shit, you guys shouldn't buy it. Then it's like obviously that guy should probably be fired, but he shouldn't get a bonus, you know? Right. I'm sure there's a bit of armchair like financial stuff going on where like some of the devs, you know, someone's out there like cracking the numbers. All right, we did three million units of sales. Right. That's like thirty million dollars. You know, we should you know, they projected or whatever. I and, should like, be we getting should all much. we should all be getting this much. Where maybe the per- people that are doing that calculations aren't taken into effect whatever you know taken into they're not they don't know the whole picture yes taken into account thank you uh they're not taking in the whole picture but they're spreading basically this this information to all the other friends and whatever and everyone's like oh we should be getting like you know way more than we do and or are and so you know that can be you a bad thing in like a corporate environment too to give them the benefit of the doubt, the management. <laughs> I think it's time to start wrapping up our show, and we're going to go into emails. emails. I know we need some type of thing there. I like that though. Matt in Liverpool, listener. Hey guys, going roadblock for the Switch supporting stream apps like Netflix and Hulu. Is it a compatibility issue or a licensing agreement? Uh, the Wii nope. U could have it had Netflix on it, and you can do YouTube that game. You can watch YouTube, and Hulu is actually available. On the Switch. A lot of people don't know that. You can watch Hulu live oh. on it. I don't know why. I really don't. I think that's a really good question. Yeah, what I would guess is that maybe Nintendo's asking for money from those services mm-hmm. to host it on there because they're giving access to these customers. So they're probably asking for a cut of some kind. And most of those companies are going to be like, no, we don't see the value in that or we don't want to pay you that much. And Nintendo's maybe holding out on like a whatever percentage of each of those or something. That would be my guess. Usually money is 
is always the biggest factor in that kind of stuff. Yeah. The, the, the odd thing in my mind is that, you know, Netflix is on just about everything, you know, they're yeah. shipping Samsung TVs with a Netflix button on the controller. Like it's in every device. So it's mm-hmm. always seemed odd to me that it's not on the Nintendo switch. Um, I've used Hulu because I travel with my switch. So I use the switch whenever I'm on the road mm-hmm. and I've used that Hulu app a ton and it's great, but it just really is shocking because Netflix is on everything and yeah. for it to not be on the switch is a head scratcher for me. I doubt it's content related just because content seems to not be the issue when I'm traveling. Um, so yeah, I would bet it's a kickback thing or it can't it would, be a programming thing, yeah. right? Can't be programming. You know, I think it's a Netflix thing. Then they would say it. They're like, "Yeah, we're not doing business when they have no problem like openly shunning people." Yeah. No, I was gonna say that's why I would guess that it's Nintendo maybe asking for money from them or a part of it because otherwise, if it was free, Netflix would be like, "Yeah, go for it or do it." You know, like if Netflix wants to be in as many houses and rooms as possible, they're fighting over a Witcher-style Legend of Zelda series and how that's going to go down. Don't put those dreams. Don't put those hopes in me. <laughs> I know. It's got to be on that end. It's a good question. I think that's something to look out for. I know fans, Switch owners have been asking for it. Plus makes a move on there too because they're with yeah. Hulu. That's It'd a good question. A good, demographic, good targeted demographic to jump in on. Yes. Yeah. Next question comes. And again, if you have to email us, question, email us at underpoweredradio at gmail.com. This comes from Wes in Marysville, Washington. He writes, Hi guys, I love sports or I miss my sports on TV. They have professional NFL players playing Madden, basketball, 2K is they had a NASCAR race simulator online and a racer lost sponsorship this week from it. What are your guys' yeah. take on the growth of esports during COVID and all of this nonsense world? Hope you're doing well. Um, Yeah, if you guys didn't know NASCAR because I find just turning left to be boring. Uh, <laughs> but Wow. Shots fired. Yeah. Shots fired. Hot take. Hot take. Sick. Yeah. No, it's just not my Steve. The thing was Bubba Wallace, who is a NASCAR racer. I don't know his ranking. I don't know anything about him. But basically, he rage quit. He lost and he turned off the game. And because of how he acted, sponsors, because they acted like with poor, poor, poor sportsmanship, uh, gamers are known for it. I was watching college esports. There's and this one kid is like, you're trash, you're trash. He's like, you fucking internet kids. He's just, he was just ripping into them. I think it's interesting that NFL players are going to get into it. I think you're going to see IC fighters stream on Twitch. Do you think he should lose for not off from a fake race? Do you think that's a good reason to lose sponsors? I like how you changed the question. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, How dare I mean, you? Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're a professional in any capacity, if you misrepresent your company, you're going to get fired or you're going to lose stuff. And when you have sponsors, you're representing those brands. And when you don't represent their values or whatever, they have any right. They have whatever right they want to drop you. You know, I. Uh, how many people, yeah, even like, like Tiger Woods, when he found came out like he was like cheating on his wife and stuff. How many people dropped him then? And that's not even related to golf. Right. Like it's not like he was cheating on his wife, you know, on the golf course or something. It's not. He's yeah. not the first athlete to cheat on his wife. Like, and you notice when he quit cheating on his wife, he wasn't as good as a player. I think he lost his mojo. <laughs> I think he's like Austin Powers, and he was just fucking his way to awesome golfing. 
awesome golf hours. Dude, no, I think he was tired because he was playing the field. You know what I mean? Like, I'm free. I'm Tiger Woods. Like, I got to be golfing. I'd yeah. be in the hotel he just room. Found on his debauchery. I like that. Okay. Esport, like ESPN, is not where anybody goes to watch video games. You know what right. I mean? Like, no. if you're interested in video games, you know where to go. Like, you go to Twitch, you go to these different streaming platforms where you can watch these people compete, right? No one is turning on ESPN, tuning in for the tournament, the, um, um, you know, Evo or what's the, what's the, the three lanes game? Okay. <laughs> that's that's really big. Dota. 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 The ESPN for Dota. Yeah. Like, no hold on, hold on. Say that again, Shelby. Right. No one's going to ESPN to watch Dota. It's not happening. Like they are going to their own streaming platforms to watch that stuff. So in my opinion, it's like, why put it on ESPN? You know, keep it in its streaming spots. Let people go to it if they're gravitating that way. Stay in your and lane. Play your traditional sports on ESPN and keep the olds happy is kind of my opinion. What would they play right now? I think I even heard the other the other day, I want to say like a week or two ago, that NHL was like NHL was showing like sim games on yeah. like NHL 2019 or 2020 and stuff. Like they were just having they were like airing real they were video game simulations of just the AI controlled teams, but they were playing that instead. Is that what I heard, Casey? How they finished the season, like okay. And this is what's going to determine your record and how you get in the playoffs. We're going to play your next 15 games you're supposed to play with the simulation because it'll be close enough. And this is how you get in the playoffs. I would, I would fucking love that. With all those EA sports games, they're so hyper real looking. Like you could probably get away with it. At least you're, as long as you're not doing close-ups on the people's faces. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I also will say, like, if I'm in a bar and I'm an ESPN's on and I look up and I see like video games, I'm like, hell yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Like, like I like to see the shout out to the gaming community. I just think you're seeing a lot of individuals go to ESPN to see the top 10 real sports right. balls. And I never watch ESPN because I don't watch sports ball. It's just not my thing. Like, mm-hmm. I'd rather watch a tournament via Twitch or, you know, watch something on Hulu rather than watching live right. sports. Okay. Our next question comes from... Hold on, one more thing though. In terms of in terms of Bubblegum Shrimp getting fired from his performance, like I wonder if he ever considered rage quitting IRL. You know what I mean? Like, would he just turn right one time? Just be like, fuck it. Well, if he turns right, like he's going into the crowd. People would be so that'd be it'd be a little more than just rage quitting. It'd be like, oh hey, get ready to die. Um, (laughs) I'm turning this game off and you're all coming with me he just slams on the brakes and just sits there in his car and stares I I kind of I do want to go to a NASCAR (laughs) race just for the crowd there's a gas no brakes and if you haven't seen it they have the greatest video of these NASCAR fans I'll send it to you guys and everybody it seems to me to be the spirit of NASCAR and it sounds like a place I'd like to just have a beer experience the debauchery yeah it's like the smell of bush light and burnt rubber. Basically what we smelled in call time, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, at the frat. Um, next, Eric. Hey, guys. I've been playing Animal Crossing for a few weeks, and I'm filling up my village. And as my last village, I'm excited to see that it was a unicorn. And no, it's not actually a unicorn. It's a horse. To give you an idea of his character, his catchphrase is the word glitter. It's very fabulous. So I'm curious. Are all unicorns gay? <laughs> hmm. hey eric that's a maybe that's the only way they can procreate you know what if their culture or their society is just built that way it's the opposite 
you know, I guess of of ours Don, in general. Do you not know how babies right. are made? You need a man and a woman. Well, I'm just saying, maybe no have you met a unicorn before? Do you know? Do I'm you gonna know? tell you what I know about unicorns, sir. <laughs> my family's Irish crest the, and my Ireland side, my my family our heritage, our crest is a unicorn. That is our family sigil. I don't know. That's a loaded question because like Who's the brony mm-hmm. in here? Shelby? Okay. I am. You're a girl yeah, dad. Yeah, my daughter. It, yeah, uh-huh, for sure. No, I've watched my <laughs> sure, show. Sure, your daughter. Pegasus, horses, and I think unicorns. How many of them are dudes? They got dude ponies. Yes. I don't know, a handful. I mean, they're mainly female ponies, but, yeah. you know, all I know about uh, unicorns is that they are all horny. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's true. Okay. I think that's a good note to end that one on. Big hearts, big horns, unicorns. (laughs) Question comes from Angela. Wow, we made it out. We're oceanic, guys. I love it. Uh, He writes in, hey, guys, really enjoying the podcast and what you're doing. I like that you're pursuing your passion. Thank you. uh, With everything going on in COVID, the one bright spot I've noticed in a lot of places in the world is that animal adoption has gone up. And that's true. I saw that stat Mm -hmm. out there. With that being said, I thought of the following question about animals. Would you rather eat wet cat food or dog biscuits, one or the other, and then you have to pick a time to eat it? All right, so here's the real talk. How many of you have actually (laughs) ate one of these items already? I've tried it. I've eaten dog kibble before, or tried dog kibble before when I was younger. (laughs) When I was a kid, I I poured my sister dog kibble out of the cocoa puffs box <laughs> did she eat it that's the question she got it to her mouth and i had to stop her i couldn't stomach it i was like no 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 stop wow that's like how you planned it all out you set it all up and then you couldn't go through with it at the very end you were like ah i yeah. gotcha but no uh-huh. heart of gold yeah. what can i say <laughs> i would say i would take the dry dog biscuit for sure Same. like wet cat food yeah. you uh, what time oh, of day though no way. what time of day that's the other part like are you having it after uh, breakfast because that could be kind of harsh. Like, when when's your go time? You have to eat for sustenance. Apparently, stereo at some after a certain meal. I I would do it after lunch because you know there's another meal coming to like wash the taste away at least mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. If you do it before bed, you're gonna have that all night. Yeah. You know, if you don't brush your teeth, or even if you brush your teeth, it's still gonna have that little bit that's still like the taste. Whereas, like in the morning, yeah, I agree with you. Then you'd have it all day. Where lunch, 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 or second lunch is probably the best, <laughs> the best spot. Right. Dude, I think I think I'm going in the morning. I gotta say, I'm going in the morning. Have your dog biscuit with a cup of coffee. You know what I mean. Get a dunk in there, loosen it up a little Treat bit. Him. Coffee already tastes brutal as it is. You know, maybe the dog biscuit will grow. Treated like a biscotti. Exactly. Uh, you know, you know. I think a cat wet food, and it's like tuna is wet food, right? No, I don't know. It's not that bad. So, yeah. It's really gross to look at. <laughs> and it smells it's not funky. that bad oh, I've had a yeah, I, I, I am confident in my lifestyle to say I have tried both of these items in my life um, what was that? I think my cat heard cat food because she came she opened the, the office door with her paw and came in and is now trotting all around <laughs> so she heard it Beat so me. if you hear a meow it's her I would probably go after breakfast for sure just to get it done mm. and to go with the dog biscuit i'm kind of a show you could water so bad it's quick you know i'm curious how bad it would constipate me or what it would do to my shits but 
Dude, if it's the apocalypse, you're not worried about your shit at that point. Yeah, I'm you know just loading I mean? up on TP to sell, wiping with my hands. My shit's hard enough. I can use them as a weapon. <laughs> can I use it? <laughs> can I use them as coal to light fire? That's the real question. Because they need yeah. in the biscuit. Um, but you know what? You might be able to hide the cat food and like other right. meals too. Like, what if you pulled out some hamburger helper and like or just threw, throw some rice on it? There. You know, mix it up, put some like hot sauce. <laughs> you sound you sound too sure of what works with it. Don't judge me, bro. I've had to live my <laughs> life. Dude, this is an untapped culinary delicacy that we're going to establish. Fancy feast. No, um, that's a whole new name. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Our last one comes from Joan in Nebraska, and she writes, guys, I'm really enjoying the podcast. Hope you keep at it. What are some of your favorite games? You can give me a top three or a top five, she says. Oh, geez. That's tough. Um, do to... we have to number them, or do we just say three that would be at the top? Do you want to do three or five? Uh, I can do five. I do five. Um, I'm going to say series for some of them because I don't want to necessarily pick one game. True. Um, I can go first. Real easy. Do you guys want one to five or five to one? Do you want to count, count up, count down? Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, count down. I like the five right. to one. Okay. Uh, number five for me would have to be any Mario series. I'm going to just take the Mario series, any Mario game, mainline, not uh, not like offshoot, like Mario Tennis, Mario Kart. Mario Kart, great game, though. Number four, Zelda. Number three, Smash Bros. Number two would have to be Pokemon. And I'm going to say Pokemon. I could say I could pick one, but Pokemon Heart Gold or the new one would be the one because your Pokemon follows you around. And then number one for me, Final Fantasy Tactics, Lion War. On the- wow, not Pokemon. When you get to know me better, those that are listening, I am a Pokemon holic. I play religiously. <laughs> yeah. I'm not ashamed to admit it. Um, Pokemon's a great series and I love it. But as far as I think Final Fantasy Tactics is one of my all-time. I could just play that over again. That's a good list. A solid list. Mm-hmm. It's very Nintendo heavy. Well, I'm a, I'm I'm a Nintendo shill. <laughs> will definitely sell out. Um, no, I would love it. <laughs> but you, Shelby Sean, who wants to go next? Um, I just kind of threw some mud at a wall, so I can kind of <laughs> jump into what I have. Uh, this is not in any order. Okay. I'm just going to run through it. Um, I would say like Zelda has to be mm-hmm. up there. A lot of fond memories as a child. I think that they have done a pretty good job in recent years rena- um, reinventing themselves mm-hmm. in the Zelda platform, in the Zelda universe. Because I mean, it was getting wrote. They tried to to re-energize it. I thought that worked well. Um, I'm a sucker for like anything jedi or star wars like if you put jedi or star wars on a game there's a good chance that i'm gonna enjoy it yeah kotor (laughs) so many hours um i really liked that most recent jedi game that came out last year from respawn um fallen i think it's jedi fallen order um really enjoyed that one uh witcher 3 is one of my all-time favorite games uh just came out a couple years ago but i just can't i i loved that game played all the way through and the next two I have on this list are series-based. Um, Tomb Raider is just a game that I always like to go back to. You know, enjoyed it when I was younger. Enjoy it now. Like, I can think of two reasons you know, why you enjoyed that. it. <laughs> <laughs> Left and right. The two pistols, yeah. right? Is that yeah, what you're yeah, talking yeah. about? Yeah. And I think it's the butler. <laughs> Uh, it's actually Angelina Jolie. That's the reason I love Tomb Raider. And then I would also say on this list is Assassin's Creed. I really like my Assassin's Creed games. 
Um, I know for a while there, they got to be a little repetitive, Mm -hmm. but again, another series that's kind of reinvented itself in the last couple of years. I'm excited to see where they continue to go with that. I'm surprised you didn't say Celeste because I know how much you love that game. Yeah. Top five of all time though. That's, that's, so we're not really being hardcore. We're just like shooting one that have affected your life. Yeah, it for me it's like well, which five could I play on an island? You know, Sean, what about you? Um, I'm also gonna do like a non-numbered. Although I think I could my number one. I'll go with the I'll go with the bottom. Uh, Zelda is on there. Ocarina of Time. I used to always say was my favorite game of all time, and I think it and Link to the Past are definitely like up there because Link to the Past and Ocarina of Time kind of have very similar or at least when i was younger felt similar-ish stories but i think it's just because they have the same similar dungeon yeah they're connected and then i liked you know i like twilight princess a lot and i like breath of the wild and so zelda is definitely in like probably number two or something like that if i were to give it a number um arc is one of my favorite games i it's a game i have the most hours played on on steam it's like over a thousand for anyone that doesn't know what it is, it's dinosaur survival, and it's 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 great playing with friends and stuff. Playing that, um, one of my favorite games of all time is probably Dark Age of Camelot. It's uh, like yeah. what really what really got me into MMOs. I played it for like five plus years. I'm sure that's your most World hours. Warcraft. Yeah, so that had like thousands. Like I played that forever. I got like one of my first real girlfriends was on there. <laughs> was through oh, was yeah. on my girlfriend that I met through there. So it, and you know all and and so I played it for a long, long time, and that really affected me for a long time. I would probably say how many is that? That's three now. I would say the Civ games, like the Civilization games, four, mm, four, five, and six. I like all of them, and those opened me up to like Paradox games and like Four X games and like all other sorts of strategy games and stuff it's like i i've loved civ games and strategy forever um that's four so my last one that i'm gonna say is probably is RimWorld. for <laughs> i i RimWorld is probably my number one game of all time i've thought about this for like a, a while to myself like hmm isn't that pretty because new RimWorld's fairly new i i got it when it was an alpha okay um but it released officially after like years and years of beta like a year year and a half ago um and it just combines a bunch of stuff that i love whether it's like it's a bit of strategy it's a bit of like open open worldness because you can build and do whatever you want um yeah i wish it would come out on like the switch or other things like that would be interesting but if you know what dwarf fortress is it's kind of like Dwarf it's like Whoa. Dwarf Fortress, but like a, a single slice and it's in space and it's it's very kind of RPG. It's very micro management kind of yeah. stuff. You basically the colony simulator is probably the best thing I would describe it as. It's kind of like it looks like prisoner architect if you know what that is. But you basically have crash people crash land on your planet. You're just trying to survive until you can basically research and get to the point where you can get off the planet. It's it's one of my. It's prime. It is probably my favorite game. But what makes it my favorite is because the modding community for it is amazing. Like there's Star Wars mods. There is um, Star Trek mods. I'm sure there's Fallout mods that you can make it basically like you're playing Fallout. But there's all these different themes or different. If you can think of a mod that probably exists for it, um, so you can customize and make the experience exactly what you want. So I've done like Cthulhu cult pl- playthroughs. I've done like animal 
hard, like animal ranch playthroughs where I have like just as many animals I can get. I've done like cannibal fight club playthroughs, like you, whatever you can imagine, you can customize and like do in this game. It's mm. it's it's interesting. Yeah. So that's my number one. All right. Well, that is it for cool. listener emails. Again, you can email us at underpoweredradio at gmail dot com. That's it, guys. Woo. That's right. Check us out on Twitter as well at underpowered pod and also on the Instagrams at under dot powered. Thanks for yeah. having a good night tonight, yeah. guys. And we're also on all available platforms or big platforms for podcasting. You can find this on the internet pretty easy now. Otherwise, how are you listening yeah. to us now? Have a good night. <gasps> <laughs> have a good night and uh, go to bed. Yeah.